Welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It's Monday, September 20th, a rainy Monday in Chicago. But I will say it was not rainy in NFT world this weekend. I'd say the weather, the weather was pretty dang good. I'm joined by my man, Skyhook. Sky, I know you were in Nashville this weekend. How was it? And were you able to keep track of this uh, surprisingly wild weekend? Yeah, Nashville, first off, was phenomenal. First time visiting the city. Um, so got to explore Broadway, um, enjoy a few Bud Lights, a couple dancing, you know. So uh, I took my wife down there for her birthday weekend. So that was really fun. Um, but I tried my best to keep up with the NFT world. It's nice to have the community that we built up um, so we can have others keep tabs on big projects that are dropping. So tried to, to keep to the ground if I could, but it's always so fast paced. Uh, exciting weekend to recap here with you. Yeah, I'm a big Nashville guy. I love Broadway myself. I try to get down there a couple times a year. A lot of Chicago uh, expats are, you know, folks who moved down to Nashville. So we've got a big uh, group of friends down there. But this was a, this was a wild weekend. So you and I were chatting a little bit Saturday. It, it was started slow, and we were even kind of wondering what we were going to have for content. For oh, and then Sunday really picked up, and you know, kind of reflecting on the bit this was one of those where you could have thrown a dart at some of the new projects this weekend and probably made some money we we saw pretty much up only across a lot of projects which is also always very scary to 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 say that um but let's dive in let's let's look at the board so i'm going to start by sharing the the ic tools three-day dashboard uh, sorted by top volume Kind of looking at the action from the past weekend, leading the board, Galaxy Eggs. Just a, a huge weekend from them. Over 5,600 ETH traded, 4,000 sales almost. I, I have to show these. So I'm going to go to their OpenSea page, show these for, for the audience who may not be familiar They're beautiful. With these. I mean, these are digital Fabergé eggs. <laughs> and, the, and the market is, is already reflecting that. I mean, we're, we're already over one ETH floor for these um, just super intricate designs. I have to say, I, I am not a Galaxy Egg owner yet. Definitely on my wish list. Um, I like these quite a bit. Um, but man, I, I did not see these coming. But but good for them. Good for the folks who, who jumped in early and, and, and minted those. Um, looking back at the, at the board, Lost Poets, Number two, Sneaky Vampire Syndicate, 3,300 ETH traded, four over two ETH. Sneaky's the right word. I had no idea that this product had this kind of legs and, and a foundation to, to run this high. Um, Sky, what's your reaction? Like, were you, were you on top of the Sneaky Vampires? Or is this surprising to you? Sneaky's an interesting one from the standpoint. I guess both of them, I kind of loop Galaxy Eggs together too, because often we see projects take a fall after the reveal of, you know, what their uh, art's going to be. Galaxy Eggs obviously did the opposite. They revealed and they were absolutely gorgeous and people really, you know, connected with the art, thus kind of seeing it catapult into the one ETH plus range. And Vampires, I didn't anticipate the same type of thing to come from it. So um, the the mint process for them was nuts. Gas was a, a huge war. So we have people that have already spent a good amount of ETH in acquiring mm -hmm. them, but to see them at that stage with the volume over the weekend, uh, it definitely wasn't on my radar. Yeah. 
And another one, not on my radar, anonymize. So this is one, it was on the board during Friday's show, actually. I'm not even sure that I, that I talked about it. And then it just kept going up and up all weekend. They've got some really interesting mechanisms behind the scene in this anonymized projects. I know you were looking at it a, a bit, Sky. Maybe catch us up. Uh, yeah, so it's without owning any, you know, I, I'm not 100% confident on the tokenomics, but what is interesting that they have with anonymize is the ability to burn or stake the 10,000 mice that are available. So just before hopping on this show, we have already seen 6,450 of the 10,000 mice burned. So if again, we're thinking about burning, that means that there is no longer those mice. So we've now eliminated those supply. You know, we're already at a 30% of what it could have been. And then in addition of the remaining 3,500, there are 3,144 staked right now. So leaving just 406 unstaked and available for purchase and probably why we see that floor get all the way to six at one point over the weekend. I mean, that, you know, from being a free mint to, to six in a, what, a week, four days, um, you know, that is obviously a massive ROI and it's probably just the beginning because those that are getting staked are returning, I believe, chief is what is called. So um, a lot of, you know, utility driven by this. This isn't just a traditional PFP um, that we're kind of seeing. I, I believe this is a huge value add for anonymized owners and those that caught it early before the run-up where it's out of a lot of price range for people. Yeah, I mean, the, the deflationary mechanism is kind of a buzzword and, and a hot topic in new projects these days. You know, hats off to the anonymized team. They pulled it off. It has to be the most successful deflationary scene with you know, two-thirds of the supply burned already. For sure. Um, and the other piece, the, the, the tokenomics. So tokenomics also really big buzzword right now. Um, to a lead into some of the PFPs we're going to cover. So why don't we actually talk about Cool Cats? I think there's a glitch in IC. The Cool Cats aren't on the board. They had a really big weekend. I know they, they did top 10 in volume. Um, so I'm going to go to the Cool Cats page. For those who aren't familiar, we talked a little bit about them. on. I uh, actually bought and sold a Cool Cat last week. I bought in the floor is about 5.5 middle of last week. It's up to 6.9. I'm going to show some of the the data from the CoolCats Dune Analytics dashboard, and then we'll talk about why it's surging a bit. Um, If if we scroll down, we can see the kind of the rolling hourly floor chart. We see the average sales and the average floor sales. Um, It's been, you know, steadily moving up really since August. And I think a piece that's been driving it a lot is you'll see the difference between the average sale and the average floor. So this price action is not just people buying the floors. We see a lot of action in cool cats in the mid range, and we see a lot of action top. And to me, that's always something that I look at. It's a really good indicator of the health of a project. Um, If people are only buying floors, right, that, that can be maybe a negative indicator in some ways. But when we see the action up top and in the mid range, it makes me a little bit more comfortable and we are absolutely seeing that in cool cats. But you know what? What is the driver? The driver came out of a really big town announcement from the cool cat team on Friday evening. Um, I'm showing here the, the town hall announcement. I'm going to go through a few of the of the big pieces first. 
4,500 unique holders in a set of 10,000, you know, a huge base, definitely a huge foundation there. Um, but the, the companion drop is definitely a, a big driver here. So they're, they're calling them creatures. They're going to be inside eggs and there's going to be some, some gaming, definitely some gamification here. So we're talking about some feeding. You're able to play with them. Uh, component of that is the milk token. So this is where the cool cats tokenomics comes into play. Each cool cat owner will be getting airdropped some milk token. I don't think that the specific details have been released yet, but then you're going to be able to use those tokens. As I understand it to then interact with your creature and potentially get them different traits, sticks, things like that. So I think this, this may be the first time that we've seen that level of gamification with the tokens. It's, it's innovative. It's, it's exciting. And the market's reacted to it. Sky, what, what, what's your take on what's happening with cool cats? Thankfully, um, I am a owner of, of I down to one solo cool cat. Um, you know, to think back where they were, I just love the success stories of those that potentially had issues during drops or people gave up kind of early on them. If you remember cool cats drop, what it would have been in June, um, where they actually had to lower the price during the drop because they weren't selling out that quick. So from it to go to 0.02, uh, with some help to get to this stage is unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's, it's, if you look through that, that town hall, and again, I just love a unique owner, um, kind of ratio to see like that basically a 50% unique holder, which just allows that floor price to not have significant undercut. Um, you know, when you have, you know, whales potentially owning massive amounts, it can just go down in a split second. So, um, it's held very well over the weekend. It reached an all-time high at 7.3 at one point. Um, so yeah, I, I love the game theory aspect of what is to be in here. Um, and always, you know, driving more utility for their owners that have held on this long. So this, and the next one you're going to talk about, uh, subducts is, is very intriguing as well. Let's talk about subducts. You know, this is <laughs> one of probably my bigger regrets. In, in NFTs, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Empire Maker, for those who know him in the in the DraftKings and fantasy sports community, told me to to look at subducks when they are at 0.5 ETH. I didn't pay attention, or I looked like a oh no, uh, I'm going to pass for now. The floor since five X, they're sitting at you know 2.5 here this morning. So lesson, don't, don't Empire Maker too. Uh, <laughs> he always, but what's uh, been driving some of the subducks is their Volt token. So they're another project that has done uh, some tokenomics and airdropped Volt. So I actually looked into it here uh, here this morning. So September 9th, every owner of a subduck got dropped 100 Volt tokens per duck. And then those subducks are earning 10 tokens per day. Where that gets interesting is I checked the market value of the Volt token this morning. It was close to a dollar. I think it was it was ninety four cents, roughly, when I checked it. Um, but you know, some real dollars and cents. So is that's three hundred dollars a month for someone who may have ten subducks. Now we're talking about three thousand a month in in passive income. I mean, this is some real real money. This is where we're starting to see the the DeFi aspect really come into NFTs and it is absolutely a game changer. Um, exciting to see. I'm definitely happy for all the, the subducks owners. Certainly when I see this level of passive income, it, it changes the investment decision a bit from, from my perspective. And I'm definitely taking it more seriously. 
they're on my short list as well. Um, are, are you a Subtux owner and where are they at on your list, Scott? Um, I wish, I wish I was. I remember, man, th- that was the night and we've kind of got into a little bit more of the, the profile picture heyday over the weekend. Um, this was when they were kind of running steam and Subtux was one that was a little bit more expensive when they first came out and kind of kept me away at the time and, and just kind of a, a watcher. But, um, you know, the, the most recent, I guess, airdrop or, or tokenomics that I was involved in was, was with blue with BGLD who mm-hmm. kind of saw a insane up and down on its market cap and, and, you know, a lot of movement from 20 cents to a dollar to back and forth. So to see vault already nearing a dollar, if already not touching it, that's incredibly impressive. And to, to earn on it, I mean, good for them. And, and it just incentivizes holders to keep on, you know, it doesn't want them to let go. And that unique ownership hopefully will drive up and up beyond that. It does. I, I, I do want to play the, the bear case out. So there's, I'm also seeing a lot more, you know, FUD or, or negative news towards NFTs with tokenomics as we see more of this coming out. And I think a lot of the speculation is, well, you know, what's really driving the value of these tokens Right. Is this ICO mania from 2017 playing out again? And, and certainly we are going to see that. I mean, the, the blue gold kind of feels like it was you know, ICO mania kind of playing out in, in that roller coaster arc. Um, so it's definitely going to be a project by project decision. Um, I know that right now the utility for Volt is you can use it for merch uh, to buy Subtux gear and some other things. We've seen, you know, Cool Cat's milk token is going to be used for. The gamification. So those are real use cases to me. Uh, you know, we'll see how the market continues to value them. Um, but of course, something to be uh, something to be careful with. Absolutely. Well, I want to round out the board. Just a few other PFPs that we saw surging this weekend. Robotos. I know both you and I, Sky, we we dabbled in Robotos uh, over the over the summer. We saw them get to 0.5. Lazy Lions surging. They're they're up in the mid ones. Um, Big weekend for them. Dead fellas coming back. And we saw on-chain monkeys surge a bit last night before doing a bit of a retrace. Um, the other product I want to talk about is Woody's NFT. Uh, so this was a new mint from yesterday. I'm going to go to their Twitter page here uh, and just show a, a few of the few of the details here. So you can see, get a glimpse of what the Woodies look like. Uh, this is backed by the Ultra DAO. So a, a DAO based and foundation project. And I think what's really cool about the Woodies is the charity aspect. So what I really like about new projects is we're seeing more uh, of this charity component. Um, And for Woodies, what they're doing is a a 1 million tree initiative. And the idea was every Woody uh, minted would be enough to pay for 100 trees to get planted. Uh, and they're partnering with the Trees Foundation, and they minted out. So they've essentially met their goal. So one million trees will be planted. We saw Kevin Rose, you know, one of the biggest yeah. names in, in NFTs, talking about this project yesterday. Um, certainly, I minted. I, I'm looking hard at this product. I may go ahead and, and buy some more this week. I, I feel good about uh, about this product and, and what they stand for. And it's done by three, I believe, artists that, you know, again, we talked about this last Monday, you know, looking into 
we talk about Omnimorphs, a, a well-known artist or somebody who is not just anonymous behind a project. Three artists that you can find on Twitter with these guys at J-A-E-838 at Deslucrecy. So D-E-S-L-U-C-R-E-C-E and at Grelsian, G-R-E-L-Y-S-A-I-N are their three Twitters. All have thousands of followers. Um, you know, one has VVD following them as well as some of the bigger whales in the community with some really cool glitch art. So it's good to just see the backing of artists that are at least known um, versus um, just kind of an anonymous team. Of course. Always good to see. Well, that takes us through our, our weekend recap. Let's switch to our next segment, Daily Drops, and talk about some of the, the big drops for this week. Sky, I know you're tracking a, a big one here with, with Tiger Woods. Um, we'll pull that up and start there. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at what is the probably from our audience, the initial audience that we did have, and thank you for all those that turned in uh, last week. Um, you know, a common place probably for a lot of us is daily fantasy sports and DraftKings launching their marketplace with autograph.io um, tw- two months ago now, six weeks, I believe when they did their first Tom Brady NFT drop was a, you know, wouldn't say a bumpy start, but a lot of people came in, they were able to figure out the hiccups early on. And it's a smooth process for those that have done a top shot in the past. It's very similar where you until the enter the queue through a DraftKings account. All you have to do is go over to their marketplace. You will see the upcoming drop live now, 30 minutes prior to the drop time. And you're able to enter that queue staying on until that launch time. If you look at Tiger Woods, that will be tomorrow. We have the Carbon Premiere, which is a 5,000 edition. So that means there'll be 5,000 of them for $12 each. Um, and that is at 3 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Follow or yeah, tomorrow, followed up by the Platinum Premiere an hour later at four o'clock. Those are out of $2,525 each. What's interesting is when you look at the, the past athletes that have had these drops. So Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, Naomi Osaka. Um, and then we also had last week, uh, Tony Hawk and then Simone Biles previous to that, they've had more additions. So they've gone out of 5,000, out of 2,500, down 1,500, all the way low, you know, where they had, I believe five drops per day. Tiger's just going to have two on each of those days. So I think it's going to really increase probably the amount of people that are in line for it, as well as the value immediately after and beyond because Tiger's the GOAT, you know, he's the greatest golfer of all time. You'd relate it to the, what the Tom Brady ones have been so far. And I mean, potentially Tiger could even be on a level higher. If you look at what Tom Brady's out of 5,000 did, which was also a $12 one, those currently sit at a $410 floor. So again, that's, you know, 30 X your investment. Um, again, I I think they will be probably similar in the sense you might even see more hype for tigers. Now there is a 15% fee that comes out of it. 5% to DraftKings, 10% to autograph, um, on that. So make sure you factor that in, but the best, um, I guess, suggestion I would have. So it's $12 and $2,500 or $25, excuse me, on um, tomorrow. And then on Thursday, they have the carbon signed copies and then the platinum signed copies, which are out of a hundred edition count. And they're $250 each. The drop style is different from Top Shot, where the checkout page, they load in as many as possible as they can. And it's first come first serve that are able to check out. Top Shot used to get 10 minutes or up to 20 minutes to check out and no one would be able to take your spot in line. 
For DraftKings, it's a little bit different. You just have to immediately press purchase now, and it will take those funds from your DraftKings balance. And then you have the checkouts, very seamless. But if you were say 115th in line, you could potentially beat the 98th person in line on Thursday if you are to check out quicker. So if you do have the ability, if you could preload your account um, with those funds, that will set yourself up to be a little bit quicker than potentially somebody that would have to deposit while purchasing. So I think there's absolutely 30X potential in some of those early ones. If you look at the out of 100 for Tom Brady, which there's two of those right now, they sit above a $9,000 floor. So his out of 12 actually is above 100,000 right now for the floor. Um, but those those um, out of hundreds for Tigers could absolutely reach that 10K figure, which again, that's a 40X on your investment. We're going to probably have 20, now nah, probably more than that, probably like 30 to 40,000 people lining up. So oh, the yeah. chances are slim, but you know, it's, it's free. It's a free lottery ticket if you win. Nothing you have to invest by doing it. This is clearly one of the biggest drops of the week. Maybe in the sports world in the in the month, I mean, this is. I agree with everything you said. There's some huge upside here. I know I'll be coming. All these, I'm sure, all the guys in our chat, um, and yep. certainly most of the folks listening. This is a, a really nice low cost of entry NFT project to to try to get in on here. Hundred um, so percent. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and send out the link to uh, yeah. from our from our Twitter page. Well, good. Well, let's go into our next segment. Uh, I'm going to rattle off a, a few here. So starting with Whale Tail, where we take a look at some of the biggest players in, in whales in the NFT space, um, what, what they did over the weekend. So Vince Fando, VBD, as this guy alluded to, and Barat, were playing in rare Pepe land, uh, buying a series of Pepe cards and, and Pepe artwork, Pepe Langelos. Um, I, I'm not really playing in the Pepe space. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, VVD going so deep. And when he does, of course, he always, he always goes big and, and buys several. Um, but certainly something to pay attention to. You know, I think one of the biggest moves, if not the biggest move of the weekend here, was Punk 6529 and buying this chromy squiggle for 485 ETH, over a million dollars. I think this is one of... One of, if not the highest, chromy squiggle sales, definitely on top of the board, referred to as the alien ghost squiggle. Um, so, for those who aren't familiar, chromy squiggle is the first project on Art Blocks that was released from Snowfro, uh, one of the founders of Art Blocks. Um, it is synonymous with the whole Art Blocks platform. So, a lot of people say, uh, you know, betting on squiggles is like betting or buying shares in Art Blocks as a whole. Um, and this is one of the rarest. So, you know, could certainly be one of the most valuable pieces in all of our blocks. So congratulations to Punk6529 on the acquisition. On the acquisition. Also to Trill, Trill, a, a common name in, uh, you know, in the Crypto Punks and other chats. He, he minted this uh, seven months ago. <laughs> and Simon Hands right nine. there. C- congrats. Congrats to Trill. Um, I think the other piece, or a few others actually. So explosions of color. Uh, this caught a lot of steam last week. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm actually, I'm jumping a little bit uh, into into one of one world, but but we'll we'll play it uh, both. KBM got Keyboard Monkey bought a few of these around the five to six ETH range, and then they quickly ran up all the way to twenty. Um, I'm showing the OpenSea page. These are just absolutely beautiful. 
Um, these pass the wall test for me. Like, I, I would love to have one of these on my wall at home. They're, you know, they've gotten pricey. They're sitting at 16.5 now. So they're, they're on the wish list. Going to have to make some good trades to get up here. Um, but shout out to Borders Road, Wilson, you know, a, a common name in, in the daily fantasy community. He bought one of the reserve explosions of color. So explosions of color was a set of 100. Um, the reserves are just a set of three. Uh, Wilson fired a bid at 27 crept ETH over the weekend on Saturday uh, and, and won. So he won this piece. Um, beautiful piece. So, so congrats uh, to Wilson for sure. Um, back to, to Wilson real quick. DZ bought uh, two cyber galleries last night. And Sky, this is, this is a project that both you and I were watching a bit. Maybe, uh, Maybe talk to us a little bit about the on cybers. Yeah. So cybers, I guess the easiest way um, to describe it would be a virtual gallery to be able to show off your own um, NFTs that you own. There are some incredible ones. If you go through their site, um, I can drop a link in the YouTube chat here where you can maybe see some twin flames galleries or some cool board ape ones, but this was their first entry point um, to own your own gallery or create it. Um, that was addition out of 512. Um, where they were 0.2 Ethereum for the minting. Before, they were far less edition sizes with far um, higher cost of entry. The last one would have been a 3 Ethereum um, where they could get in. So we saw these and it's almost... Um, almost stealth mode-esque where mm-hmm. these potential um, under the radar galleries or art drops that might not be on OpenSea or hyped up on drop lists, you can get through with them without really a gas war. But even these sold out in honestly, I think under 90 seconds, both mm-hmm. of us thankfully were able to grab one. Um, it has seen its floor rise from 0.2, which was the buy-in to all the way at one point, almost touching two Ethereum overnight, settling now in the low ones. Um, so Again, people enjoy, I wouldn't even say it's from a social status side of things, but just to showcase what they're able to have in their portfolio in a really cool metaverse style way. So I'm debating, you know, I, I held on to one, I was able to mint two um, and sold one kind of into the hype. If I want to build them out, I need to get some more in the one of Wonderland if I really want to get um, some cool pieces in my metaverse uh, kind of gallery, but looking forward to seeing what people continue to create as there's some awesome collections out there. Yeah, love just browsing uh, some of the whales galleries and even just some folks in our chats. I mean, people are really yeah. taking pride in their digital art galleries, and it's mm-hmm. really cool to see on Cyber one of the biggest players. You know, have some of the coolest galleries. I've got a few of the of the free galleries as well. So you know, advice to newcomers with smaller bankrolls: go the free route. Yeah, you know, don't don't be spinning your ETH on the on the galleries for now. You know, focus on collecting and acquiring, and then you know, take a look at the gallery that best best fits you. Hundred um, percent. But I got to cover one more uh, one of Wonderland update before we move on here today. And it's a fairly recent drop from last night. Pop Wonder. Pop Wonder is one of the more iconic artists uh, in in the NFT world right now. Very distinctive style. When you see a Pop Wonder piece, you recognize right away. You know who it's by. Um, we saw so much action in crypto toads, cryptodes last week. One of the, the, the biggest popping projects there, uh, and Pop Wonder dropped a preview of this piece last night. 
um, <clears throat> highlighting the, the cryptos. So when he puts this out on auction, you know, given what we know about the community behind cryptos and who's buying in, I think there's going to be a serious auction battle. And I could see this one going up. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. To have the, I guess the punks chat pretty much kind of leading the uh, rally around cryptos. I can see that, you know, causing some significant ETH, but I'm looking forward to the, that auction. So that rounds us out through one of Wonderland. I'm going to do a couple more rapid fire segments here, and then we'll turn it to Sky for um, tools and tips. But blue chip PFPs, uh, CryptoPunks, Bored Apes, I'd say it was a relatively slow weekend. Um, in CryptoPunks, we saw about 15 sales uh, across the two to three days, which I highlighted on Friday, there was 100 sales on Thursday night. So certainly a slowdown, but I think somewhat to be expected, right? Um, we see the floor holding steady at, at 95 for the female punks, around 100 for the male punks. Uh, I will highlight a big change for the CryptoPunks Discord where they've re- removed the ability for non-owners to chat in, the, in that channel. Um, you know, I think this is a really good change. Um, crypt- the CryptoPunks Discord is actually one of the very first that I started monitoring when I was new to NFTs. And I learned a lot just by kind of lurking, so to speak, and, and listening to some of the, the sharpest folks in NFTs kind of talk about their, their market view. I will say that chat has had gotten egregious over the past few weeks. It was essentially non-punk owners in there, pro- new project pump and dump of the day. What are we pumping today? Like I, I stopped paying attention to the chat um, and I think that the mods realized what was happening and, and made the right choice here. Um, one cool thing for, for MIBIT owners. So it, the, so the, the, the price to chat is either owning a CryptoPunk or a MIBIT. And given Difference. that CryptoPunks <laughs> are 95 ETH versus MIBITs, which are between four and five, if you want to be an active chat in the Discord, just go ahead and pick up a, a MIBIT and, and chat away. I think the Board Ape Yacht Club rounding out blue chips here, about 35 sales over the weekend. That, that floor remains steady and firm at 40. Um, I didn't see Roadmap 2.0. I don't know if you had a chance to, to look at that or still. It's still, it's not officially launched yet. Yeah. So we're, we're waiting that. And that's probably the, that's the trigger to the catalyst of the Mutant Ape Yacht Club as well as the Board Ape Kennel Club. What is going to be the ownership of multiples across that? Um, because they've promised or, or hinted at you know, owning a dog and an ape collectively is going to give you future rewards. A lot thought that was going to be mutants and that wasn't the case. So maybe there is to be more built off of holding those companions together. Absolutely. I feel like we're likely in an accumulation period here a bit for, for the board apes, you know, potential triggers from my perspective, the outcome of the Christie's auction. You know, yep. if, if they go absolutely nuclear, I could see that being a big trigger event. Yep. We should have suited um, up. I got to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, for the, for the, the final uh, auction kind of, we may have to do that. Yes. Show. Um, and then the roadmap 2.0, I think could also be a big catalyst kind of pending what comes out of that, you know, yep. big, big roadmaps are pretty commonly uh, big, big triggers. That's what mm-hmm. we see. hundred percent. Well, let's switch gears to our blocks. Um, again, relatively slow weekend. Uh, we, we saw the big chromie squiggle by, uh, you know, a few ringers sold in the low 100s, the Fidenza at 190. It's kind of crazy to say that, you know, it's a slow weekend with, you know, three-digit sales in, in two projects, but that's just the environment we're in. 
Um, I think fragments taking 9,000 ETH out of the market uh, in the past week probably had something to do with that. Um, you know, a lot of folks moved some funds around to acquire those pieces and are probably sitting tight for a little bit. Um, but we did see some action in the return project by Aaron Pinne. Um, some big buys overnight, several in the mid-teens. I checked the floor this morning. It's over 10. Um, so certainly a very nice project there in, in, the, in the playground set. That takes us through the, those two rapid-fire segments. We want to do tools and tips. And, Sky, I think for today we're going to walk us through minting through the contract. So I'll, I'll turn it to you. Yeah. So if we back it up a little bit, you know, the minting process, again, this is the purchasing a unknown or unrendered, you know, art that you are. For example, here, if you look at, um, you know, just say I had the, the Rue Crew as our front page here. So the Rue Crew is a project um, that launched over the past week and hadn't sold out yet. So it was a perfect example to be able to kind of walk us through what um, this would be. Um, so the Rue Crew, after you mint, you would have one of these images prior to minting. Um, you are able to just, it could be a rare, it could be a common, depending on those traits. You have that process when you mint. It's kind of like lining up for a top shot pack and having the ability to get a hollow versus just a base moment from paying the same price. Um, so I'm going to first walk us through how to find that contract. So if we flip over to the next picture here, I was clicking on that bottom left image, Rue number 98. I went into here and you can see this is one listed. This was one of the early mint ones. Um, and as you go, we can scroll down on that screen, which brings us to the next picture. And it shows the trading history on the bottom of any OpenSea page. Um, and it always connects to the Etherscan transaction. So Etherscan is basically um, how you can track the transaction pace. You can see the money going from one wallet to the next wallet, and it just gives you how much gas was paid, the cost, everything is in those uh, Ethernet or um, Etherscan details. And if you go that bottom line there, it says minted null address to Rue Crew. So if you went that 11 days ago and you click into there, it brings you to the next slide, which is the Etherscan kind of page for this. This shows tokens seven through, I believe, 17 were minted on this one specific. But to, to find the contract, you'll go to the interacted with um, line. And there, right there is the contract. And it lists that um, uh, I guess, URL or, or wallet address basically from the contract. And it gives you the ability to pull into the contract. So if you click onto those blue dots there of the contract and the blue, the blue text, it walks you to the home page of that contract. So here is the contract page. You can see the transactions that are happening. You could go see how many owners there are, how fast they're selling. You can see right there, there was one 30 minutes ago, one 39 minutes ago, and kind of can see during the hype of some of these big, dra uh, big drops, you'll see, I mean, hundreds of them within the last 60 seconds. And you can see how much they were submitted for, how many they were going for, and how many total transactions that contract had. But what we're looking for is to build into the writing of the contract. This gives us an edge versus those that are potentially waiting on the website. As we see highly trafficked websites have the ability to fail or kind of glitch out during the biggest of drops. So if the website is failing, you're getting a head start 
minting through the contract. So you can maybe get in with less gas potentially, or if it's such a um, highly populated drop, you might be one of the first, you know, 5,000 to submit that transaction with the higher gas and get through before anyone on the website might be able to catch up to you. So if you click the contract with the green check mark next to it, that would be the next button um, there. And we go to the next slide and it shows you code, read contract or write contract. And again, we are going to be minting from the contract, which means we are writing our own contract. So you click the write contract button and then the connect to web three is always a red dot when you first start. That is basically the ability once you click that button, um, you can go to the next slide there, it shows you connect a wallet. We are going to go connect to our MetaMask, which is, you know, I'd say 99% of what's going to be being used um, through this. So your MetaMask will be just a click on that button. It'll give you an okay, and then it will light up green. So at this point, you have now connected your MetaMask to the contract. Um, and you have the ability to, if the contract is live, mint. And in this example, it's the ruse. So normally in every contract is a little bit different. For this example, minting was under number four, four dot, and then it was mint rue. You click that and it shows the ability where it says mint rue and number of rues below that. So it asks for the payable amount and then it asks for the number of rues you would have. So rues, for example, were 0.05 Ethereum to mint. So if we go to the next slide, it's different examples of based on how many you would want to have um, or how many you would want to mint, what those inputs would be. If you wanted just one, you would put 0.05 on the top line, one on the bottom line, because that's how much one would cost. If you wanted two, that would be the multiple then of two, and then it would be 0.1 for your cost, and that's the middle. And then the third example there is five rues for 0.25. So to based on how many you would have, that's what you would want to input. Some contracts have a max amount you can mint. Some allow up to up to 20. Um, so it just kind of depends what your bankroll and how many you were going for. Um, but the indicator is when you click the right button, you need to know if the contract is live or not. In this example, Ruse actually is not live. This was kind of its pre-sale. It goes live this evening. So if you were to click right, um, if you go to that final slide here, these are the two differences that you would see from a contract on versus a contract that is off. And the big difference is the gas fee. So depending on which MetaMask version you use, this is the, the version before is what it shows on my end. But either way, you would see a tremendously high gas fee if the contract was not live, meaning that no one could purchase them. The contract would not be ready to go. It would simply be waiting till that time hits and says, okay, at 8 p.m. it goes live. It would then transition to look like the one on the right where you have a standard gas price. So, you know, 115 guay should not be costing you 3.28 Ethereum or $10,000. That is nowhere near. That is a clear indication the contract is off. The example on the right is a contract that is currently live, which 98 Guay costs right about 0 0.02 Ethereum, which is much more fair um, dur dur during a normal drop. Now you might have to adjust your gas price based off of how hyped it is, but you would know the difference. You would never see an initial fee of 3.28 Ethereum for a contract that is live. 
At this point, if you have this example on the right side here, you could click confirm and your transaction would then begin and you would see it in your activity history on your MetaMask. This has been a huge edge for us over the last couple of months because we just the reliability of using a traditional website when they're highly trafficked is just not very high. We see them failing. I mean, even last night, for example, on cyber, we saw people have the um, kind of issues being able to connect to the websites. There's so many things that can go wrong. Etherscan is not going down. Those contracts are something that can give you an edge versus others that are minting and give you that kickstart you need to get confirmed in a block before other people start minting. <clears throat> Absolutely. Scott, thanks for walking us through that. You know, I want to talk a little bit about why we're highlighting it. It's, it's definitely really important. I think all the sharps for the most part are minting through the contracts when, when they're buying new projects like this. Um, the sites crash quite a bit in the NFT space. We even saw art blocks during the trust sets drop from a few weeks back, go down for 10 to 20 minutes mid drop but they kept minting and it's because some of the sharpest folks were minting through the contract when no one else who was just trying to use the art blocks website was able to do so. So certainly a huge edge, definitely more reliable. I will say personally, I avoided minting through the contract for a while because it just seemed so technical. It's like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this. You know, when you look at EtherScan for the first time, you know, it looks like it's all in code. It's a foreign language. It's surprisingly easy. Yep. So <clears throat> just dig in. I think Sky did a really nice job. Um, we'll likely put together a, a guide for how to do it with some screenshots as well that we can, you know, post and folks can use. But um, <clears throat> spend a few minutes, figure out how to do it. It, it, it definitely will pay off. So yep, exactly. Uh, Sky, thank you very much for putting that together for us. Of course. Um, one new segment here for today, switching gears a little bit, NFT wish list. Um, so this is going to be a new periodic segment where we kind of talk about what's on, you know, each of our wish lists for NFTs that we don't have, but, but definitely want to, to get after at some point. And, and we're going to do three different tiers. So high tier. So think 50 ETH plus, um, for, for price tag here, middle, which is more than one, maybe somewhere five to 10 ETH for those who have a little bit bigger, uh, modest bank rolls, and then also on the low side. So less than one ETH, newcomers, you know, targeted here, you know, what, what would you go after? Um, so I'll start and then Sky, I'll, I'll turn it to you. Um, you know, on the high end for me, certainly X copy one of one uh, is I think the single most grail types of NFTs that are out there. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the folks that I think both you and I follow closely is anonymous, anonymous, um, he's been on podcasts talking about how his, basically his entire strategy is trying to accumulate assets that he can turn into X copy one of one. Um, I tend to agree. Um, so that's definitely in the high end of my wish list. And of course a crypto punk. So I am fortunate. I own 30% uh, the old fractional punk. Uh, I think Pete overs, that was the first to really make uh, the, the best memes uh, about that. Uh, but certainly I'd, I'd like to have one of my own, but it's going to require a lot of work to, to get up there. And the challenge of the punks is the floor keeps going up. So even as, you know, we're, we're making money on our, on our trades and, and flips, it's, it's tough to catch up to the punks, but hopefully one day. Hopefully. Yeah. That's a, that's a grail right there for us to get in that game. In, in the mid range for me. So Damien Hurst, uh, the currency, you know, this has a cult following. He's one of the best uh, known artists. Um, definitely on my, 
wish list. They've been coming down a little bit. They, they peaked at around 19 ETH for the floor. They've been coming down closer to 10. Um, so I'm very closely watching them right now. Um, another one of one, Sebe, is one of the artists that uh, <laughs> I enjoy quite a bit. have a few of their additions. Um, and there's actually some reasonable five ETH Sebe one of ones out there that are I'm also targeting. Um, we showed explosions of color earlier. I, I love those. would love to have one. A little bit priced out right now, but if those come back down a bit, um, I'm going to be looking hard. And then in the art blocks world, I think the geometry runners from Rich Lord are one of the coolest projects. You know, I've got math background, so that kind of had that, that tie in. I love the motion of them. And then the beatboxes project uh, that Arsenic was tied into is one of the first, it is the first VR project on art blocks. Uh, both geo runners and beatboxes minted out. High prices. We've since seen uh, some retracing, so they're becoming a little bit more uh, achievable. Um, so those round out my my mid range. Then on the low end, less than one. I like Monkey Bets Dow quite a bit. Um, this is a project that has a tie in to the the gambling world, um, the online gambling world. So there is some digital casinos that Variant Labs, who is the founder behind Monkey Bets Dow. Um, is, is standing up and they've got their casinos already up and running. They have their own currency. It's called monkey money or MM for short. And you can actually buy their currency right now. And they've also announced that on September 30th, anyone who owns a monkey bets Dow NFT will be airdropped 25,000 tokens. Um, full disclaimer, I have several monkeys already, but I am actively trying to accumulate and continue to build my position. Uh, I like those under one still <clears throat> quite a bit as a utility tokenomics play also kind of tied to the gambling world. Um, then I got to say new addition to my list, the Woody's NFT. You know, I like what I'm seeing from that product early on. Love the charity tie in. I think there's some really strong people tied into the project. So I'm, I'm looking at those quite a bit as well. Sky yeah. was on your wish list. Yeah. There's, I think we definitely all start with crypto punks, but that's the, um, I, I think, going into maybe outside of my comfort zone to, to walk into the one of one land, um, you know, and understand, I think not risky, but just basing it off of your own kind of beliefs and what the artist can provide. And we've seen so much built around what we refer to as ACK alpha Centuria kid. Um, he is one unbelievable artist. You can see a lot of that glitch art that we mentioned last week. Um, but he did an unbelievably unique, um, kind of drop last week where it was a 24 hour auction. He ran, um, where owning scarcity. So S C A R two word scarcity, um, also probably the play on what it would be, um, where you would own this NFT as well, get the seed phrase to a wallet in which you are not aware of what is going to be in it. So you may potentially walk into 10 one of ones by ACK. It might be one, you know, collab with X copy, you know, you didn't know what it was going to be and, and the auction ended up going for 64 Ethereum. So, you know, a cool 200 K plus, um, for that, which just kind of came out of nowhere for ACK. And I, I love those type of drops and got the ability of, you know, I think the, the winner, which, um, it's transferred over to, to Goss now G A U S but C six C D, um, five was the one who initially won that bid. I think it jumped from like 42 to 64, just really 
really came in hot um, late for that. So congrats to ACK. That would be my one at the high range. The mid range, if you guys um, follow the, the PFP um, kind of side of things, the Gutter Cat Gang had its Gutter Con in Vegas over the weekend where they got um, a lot of their uh, members together. And again, this is out of 3K. Um, so they got some of their members out there. You could see them um, in some of the clubs in Vegas where it said, Welcome Gutter Cat Gang, um, and had a lot of that. The pool parties, which, you know, to get to do in real life experiences with um, kind of the community, I think is a huge value add always. So they also announced their additional um, species that are coming species three and species four, which are going to be dogs and pigeons. Um, those are also out of 3000 and there's gutter cat passes that are available at 1.5 Ethereum. If you want to mint them, the passes on the secondary market actually are a little bit cheaper at 1.15, but they're doing raffles for those that own the mint passes. Um, so there's going to be a couple raffles per day until they mint out. So you do have the ability for some utility if you own it. And when you were an initial gutter cat holder, you were able, if you had a gutter cat and a gutter rat to get a free mint pass, if you had just one or the other, you would get one at half cost, which was 0.75 Ethereum. So some free value that was added to being a holder. And they just kind of have been running almost simultaneously with cool cats, as well as trying to catch up with bored apes and kind of be in the next blue chip of the PFP world. So I think being in the gutter cat gang would be a lot of fun. That would be my mid tier as it's right about kind of just floating around a five floor. Um, and then the last one, um, I've been very impressed with um, the purrs. So there's a lot of guys in the, the DFS community that are in on the Penelope's Country Club, which is uh, at Carlini 8's project. He um, has been in the NFT space, I think since like 2017. He was recently on the Take Cast with Davis Maddock and walked through his version uh, or his story since 2017 of accumulating NFTs and, and being one of the biggest holders out there. Um, so in the midst of what we kind of were in a, a maybe a three week or two week bear market, we saw kind of the bulls run last week, but Pernelope's has seen its floor almost double in that range. It's now sitting at 0.62 Ethereum. And if you look at the unique ways they're offering utility, they um, have the ability to, uh, it's almost a tokenomics-esque where you can turn your cat in for a, a token and kind of get into a lot of this DAO that they're creating. There is um, a recent one that they are rewarding those that are actually using it as their profile picture um, on Twitter. So that's kind of an interesting thing that I saw that you know, just again, it's your own decision if you want to, but if you are going to do it, they'll give you an added benefit for that into a raffle. It's just some cool things that, you know, Carlini has mixed up and it's basically an eight step process of these different airdrops they're going to have. So 0.62 is still a heavy floor, um, you know, to get into as an entry price, but it seems like one that's going to have a lot of utility down the line. I like it. And uh, shout out to Davis Maddock for NFT yeah. influencer <laughs> in, in the making. <laughs> Uh, odd to catch that one, but cool. So we'll, we'll keep up with this. We'll do it periodically, see how our wish lists evolve, and if we're able to actually, you know, grab anything from from these. Absolutely. Highlight it. All right, a few minutes left. We're going to take a couple audience questions here at the end of the show. Um, so we got another one from Arkle. As a novice to NFTs, I have no idea what makes a turtle NFT different from a giraffe NFT. What criteria do you look for when deciding which NFTs to buy? Um, great question. Um, responding on Twitter, I'll go through a few thoughts here. Sky, I'd be curious for yours as well. So um, some of the things that I look at, I'm definitely going to look at the dev team and or the artist. 
behind the project, right? To see, you know, how well known they are, you know, what, what else they've done, just to see what kind of background that, that we may have. I'm gonna see who in the NFT community is tied to the project. So do they have influencers bought in or any of the, the sharp or, or legacy NFT folks or, or whales tied into the project in any way? Um, I'm gonna look at the, the numbers, the metrics. So Discord, Twitter, how many followers do they have? How active are the Discords? Um, sometimes I'll jump in the Discord and just get a feel. This is more of a soft skill, but you know, does it feel like community talk? Does it feel just like pumping up talk? Um, which is kind of a skill that you acquire over time. I'll also look at Twitter engagement. So this is a way to see, you know, so they've got 10,000 followers. Are their posts getting three likes and two retweets or are they getting 300 likes and 50 retweets, right? It just gives you a sense of if they potentially bought followers or not. Um, going to look at roadmap or utility promising features that they may have laid out in any type of a pre-launch. Certainly that's important. Entry price is important, right? Now that we've got a dozen drops per day, something's up around 0.1. That's kind of the top end price for new drops now. Like I'm definitely gonna look harder at that um, than something that's free, which we're seeing a lot more of right now, or like 0.02, right? Those are, those are easier decisions. Um, and then last, it's kind of general aesthetic vibe. Like, does this look like a cool project? Is this something I wanna have in my wallet? Do I wanna see this every time I check my, my wallet on OpenSea? or not. So those are some of the factors I look at, not necessarily in those in that order. Sky, like what's, what's your process? Is it similar? What, what else are you looking at? Oh, very similar. Um, I think building trust in following enough wallets or, you know, people you, you really trust on Twitter, you can almost see if one, they're following them, mutual followers. If you hop on that NFT list that we um, kind of tweeted out last week, if there's some talk going on there and lead up of the drop, um, you know, I think that's always important too. And uh, I'll promote Icy Tools once again. You know, they have a premium feature where it is um, built in. If you're tracking certain wallets, you can see when they are minting things. So if I'm on the fence and I see trusted wallets that are actively minting it um, under, you know, the premium Icy Tool, it's something enough for me to, to, to trust in and feel like, okay, at this level, we know there are people who have been successful in this buying in it's worth it there. So I think everything you said was incredibly valuable and that's kind of like the last checkbox. Okay. Others are going in. Let's do it. So that's definitely our process. It evolves over time. And again, as you kind of are in the space, you'll start to learn more about who to trust, who to follow, and this will start to become a bit easier, but it definitely does take time. And I have certainly have, my fair share of misses. Oh, especially absolutely. early on. Yep. Um, last question is more uh, general, high level, but like, are you guys going to put out more content for rookies or true newcomers to the space? Some of the feedback I've gotten from the show early on is uh, it, it might be over the head of someone who's just brand new to NFTs and may not even know what they are. So the answer to that is yes. So we are planning to put together a show likely next week that is just nfts 101 rookie guide to nfts we'll start at the very basics what they are how to set up metamask wallets how to buy nfts how to sell um, the different types of projects how to how to go about kind of breaking these down um, things along those lines so we'll do a show we're also working on some written content that we would have as kind of a how-to guide that would go along with the show that's, that users can have just right in front of them. So we've heard that message loud and clear and absolutely want to, uh, to, to help 
in the the onboarding you know piece of our overall mission behind the NT's life. So look for that to come. We'll definitely share some content uh, uh, leading up to that from our Twitter page. Yeah, and our DMs are open too. If you you have any questions, feel free reach out, tweet at us, message us. You know, happy to onboard more to the community is is just better overall for the ecosystem. So you know, Tyler now doesn't have a full time job, so he's more than available to open uh, your DMs. My DMs are pretty empty, so feel free <laughs> to fire away right now. Maybe I'll regret saying that, uh, but happy to answer questions as, as they come up. But, all right. Well, I think that's our show for today, Sky. My man, always a pleasure. NFTs Live will be back on Friday at noon Eastern time. Uh, we'll post some show notes from today on our Twitter feed, some helpful links. Listeners, as always, be careful out there in those NFT streets. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys.